Welcome to the Strong Woman Better World podcast series, a global storytelling project created by strong women using the power of sport, education, and social innovation to create a better world. Hello, hello. I am your host and ref, Carole Ponchon from Lyon, France. And it is my great pleasure to welcome you to the ring as two fearless women spar about their trailblazing journeys in sport. In the right corner, from Bolivia, is General Manager for the Bolivian Olympic Committee, Mayra Kol. As one of the few positive role models for women's sport in Bolivia, Mayra is driven by a will to improve women's representation in leadership and executive position nationwide. Will the smashy skills acquired during your careers as a national team volleyball player be your main asset in the ring? We will soon find out. Hi, my name is Mayra Cole. I'm from Bolivia. I'm, I'm really, really glad to, to, to be here. And I will share what I'm doing here to empower women in my country. Thanks, Maria. And in the left corner is a trailblazer from El Salvador, Mercedes Elizabeth Navarrete. Mercedes is the communication coordinator for Glasswing International, a nonprofit organization that delivers health, education, migration, and community development programs for underserved children in our country. Mercedes has learned firsthand how sport helps build confidence, self-esteem, and self-worth through her own experiences growing up as a Girl Scout. Now, Mercedes wants to impart these lessons to other girls in El Salvador, and today brings her resilience and determination, fighting for something bigger than herself. Hola for the Spanish speakers and hello for everyone. I'm really happy to be here. Ladies, I am so impatient and I cannot wait to learn about your pioneering work and how you're standing in the shoulders of other Title IX Titans. The ring is yours, so off we go for round one. Merci. We both have a lot of common. We are Latinas and I'm really, really glad to be here. And I will show to the people more about you. If you were an animal, what would you like to be? I would like to be a dolphin. Maybe because I really love water, uh, the ocean, and maybe because I think there. I don't know, there are some animals that really like to show love to the people who they care. Thank you, Mercy. You are really, really uh, a dolphin because you are so, so sweet and you, you show your, your, your way to be sweet. If you yeah. could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what will it be? <laughs> I know you know the, this answer <laughs> and of course it's going to be pupusas. <laughs> Pupusas is the national food for El Salvador, and oh my God, I love pupusas. So for sure, pupusas is going to be the only food I want in all my whole life. Cool, merci. We both are facing a lot of troubles in, in our country, a, a lot of violence against women. So we are here to show about us and try to, to change our realities here in our countries. Thank you. You know, I always answer this question with two parts. The first uh, part that I love to say is the positive part of El Salvador. El Salvador is such a beautiful country. There's no other country where I would rather to burn. We have a beautiful landscape. Salvadorian people are really hard workers. And the most important thing for me is that we really want to make everything to have a better country. 
But on the other hand, like I always say, it's like in El Salvador, we have a tale of two countries. On one hand, we have uh, the pretty part of El Salvador. And on the other hand, sadly, we are also one of the most dangerous country in all the world. The guns have a lot of powers and they have many controls here. And that's something really, really sad. So many communities face a lot of violence. So many girls also live in a lot of violence. Children here in El Salvador don't have a, a safe space where they can play or where they can be children. And women also have many challenges for the simple thing of being a woman. I have to work for them to have a, a better space. That was inspiring, uh, Mercy. We know about your your job in, in El Salvador to give to, to little children opportunity to, to practice sport. Um, given what we have under it since we met in 2019, I'm curious to hear how the culture or environment for women in sports nonprofits has changed over the past few months and years. Is it easier or more difficult to accomplish your goals as a result? COVID had came to make everything worse. Due to lockdown, children and women need to stay at their home. But sometimes that's not the safest place where they can be because many women and children live or experience a lot of domestic violence. So now being 24-7 at home is like a nightmare for someone of them. Obviously, we have more challenge now than ever. We need to be closer than ever to be with them. We are focused on giving them a rapid response on food, mental health, and support them with any help they could need. During the lockdown, we focus our efforts on provide virtual class of aerobics or any entertainment to girls and, and women. After lockdown, schools are still closed, but at least children can be out for four minutes or during a short time right now. We now have an on-site class at Parque Cuscatlán and women are enjoying. I know the value of this and I'm enjoying now these classes more than ever. So that's, the, that's what I'm doing here. Here in Bolivia, we're, we're having almost the same reality. Okay, one final question to you, sis. I remember our chats about it when we met in the U.S., Our two countries are facing some similar challenge, including the fact that girls and women are rarely given the opportunities to participate in the sport. You grew up in the Girl Scout movement. Can you tell us a story about a moment in the Scouts that helped shape your life? I'm, I'm going to cry right now because <laughs> scout movement is like the best experience I could ever have in my life. It was the best school where I learned a lot of things. Nothing is more important to me uh, than the scout movement in my life because thanks to this movement, I am the person who I am now. So if I have to choose one moment... I'm going to choose the experience of being a scout leader. I had the opportunity to guide youth from 17 to 21 years old. The experience to be with them, to guide them, to hear them, and to feel whatever that I'm feeling in the moment, and to know when they are sad, uh, to be with them when they are crying, and also to support them when they want to dream. And, and I always say to, to these kids, hey, 
you can be whatever you want in this world. You just need to be really responsible with your thing and plan everything. In the scout movement, I learned uh, how to create a better world and how to be prepared to help anyone, no matter the circumstance. So that's the most important thing for me. And that's end of round one. This is the ref speaking. Actually, before moving to round two, I have a question for you, Mercy. Can you describe how your favorite food tastes and looks? Because I have, and I have no idea how to say again the name. So you will have to tell it again. Pupusas is the best food in the whole world. It's like a corn tortilla. It's like a circle and, you know, like a taco. But in the middle, you have a lot of like food. The traditional one is what only beans, cheese, and pork. You eat that with a salad and with a sauce, and it's delicious. You're speaking to the heart of a French woman <laughs> that definitely food is culture, and I, I hear you and I feel you. <laughs> Let's move to round two with Merci interviewing Mayra. Awesome. So Mayra, I'm so happy. It's my turn. And I cannot wait to show your work and our boxing ring. But first, let me return the favor and let's warm up our audience with two questions to uncover your personality. So let's see. What will the title of your memoir be? I don't know. I think um, something like she was happy and she, she found her, her objectives in the life. That's why she's staying in peace or something like that. You know, if you ask me, I think your memoir will say every day she was trying to find her best self. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then you have to put hashtag find your best self. One more question. Would you rather reserve one decision you make every day or be able to stop for one or every day? I, I don't feel like like I read the reverse in, in my decisions, you know. I'm trying to, to do the right things, you know. I'm trying to, to find my best self every day. That's why I didn't. Maybe stop the time for one hour or so? What no. No, no, no. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's not, not so clear, my answer, you know. Thanks for aspiring. It says a lot of, about you. You know, sis, uh, we share an awareness of the insecurities women and girls face in our communities and countries. In fact, El Salvador in Bolivia, violence against women is endemic. We are sadly among the countries with the highest percentage of feminicides and rapes, and most of them are not even reported. Can you tell us how are you using your platform as a national sport champion to empower girls of Bolivia to be strong and defend themselves for a perpetrators of violence? I will give you a, a preview. I'm creating my own NGO to try to change that situation in my country. Every four minutes, uh, a, a girl is abused here in my country. And that situation increasing that uh, pandemic in that lockdown so I'm doing my work but it's low you know because I have to make some some papers I have to lot to to do a lot of things I'm feeling anxious because I really need to do something to change that, that reality and why sports you know because I think sports is it's the best school ever I think if you 
teach to, to little girls uh, values uh, with sports, of course, uh, and you teach leadership, uh, you will change that reality we are living here in Bolivia. Our culture in Bolivia, it's really sexist. And if you teach to, to the guys to be a real, real good boys, in the future, we, we, we can maybe see some results about, about that word. I'm doing my job, but I feel in that pandemic, it was like terrible. And as a ex-volleyball um, player, my role is sometimes it sends some, some messages. I create a Zoom group with uh, women leaders here in Sucre to try to, to do something different, like talking about what women are living every day in the pandemic, in the work, in the house. And it's, it's really, really interesting to share that experiences because my experience can help another person. And, that, and those experiences maybe helped me. That's how I was uh, using my, my own platform to help others. That's awesome. Your own NGO and your own platform. I'm pretty sure that you are going to share many girls and also boys' lives through sports. So congratulations for all the work you are doing during this pandemic. Also, Mayra, let me tell all the people that are hearing us. You are a beach volleyball champion, but wait for it. Bolivia is a land low country. You don't have any beach in your country. Can you tell us? Where did you find a beach to become a world champion athlete? What's a story you can share with us about playing volleyball for your country and why you want other girls to follow their dreams in a sport, even if it's not an easy or popular thing to do? Thank you, Mercy. It's a question that made me emotional because, yeah, it's true. In my country, we don't have any beach, you know, but we have sand, it's river sand, it's like different, but it's a way to, to show people, if you don't have the conditions, you can do it in the same way, you can be a life champ if you want, it was really hard, because it was a, a new sport here in my country, and we don't have beach, we didn't have a court, The first uh, court was like not official and we, we start to play like diversion or just joking. It's okay. It's just volleyball in sand. So it's the same thing. And, and then uh, we were really interested about that sport with, with, my, with my partner. Her name is, is Amalia. And, and then we start to travel in in South America and we was really good. <laughs> That's why we, we was a South American champions and Bolivarian champions. So it was like a life lesson for me. So if you want to do something, just do it. Don't think about your conditions. You don't have this, you have this. You don't, you don't have to see that. You just try to do your best, try to make a role model for others. Try to teach them uh, if you can do, they can do too. Oh my God, I love your message. Thank you for sharing with us. And last but not least, I picture you as a role model for many, me included. I bet part of your current job is handling uh, the uncertainties around the Tokyo Olympics and trying to coordinate with various stakeholders, from sponsors to federation, coaches, and athletes in particular. 
I am curious if you had one piece of advice to share with us about how to deal with the current uncertainty in professional, but also personal life. It's a really, really, really cool question. I'm a sport director now in the, um, in the Bolivarian Games Committee. It's not Bolivian Olympic Committee. And we're doing something like Olympics, but with seven countries. And it's a young game. And it's really interesting because uh, that game has to be the last year. But of the pandemic, we have to reschedule and reschedule and reschedule the dates. It's really interesting, the question, because we are trying to do the games. We have a new date and the games will be in November 27 until December 9. So will be after the, the Olympics. We are really cu curious about how Tokyo, with a lot, a lot of money, make the Olympics uh, and a success uh, event. I think one important thing is the health of people. The sports, it's, it's, it's health too. The sports is education. The sports is everything in life. But maybe the health is like a barrier for sports right now. It's really, really, really hard to organize every event, sport event in, in the world. So I think there is a lot of people with a lot of expertise working in, in Tokyo to make that event the best, but um, has to consider a lot, a lot of topics in the places, the food, the transportation, has to think about communication because the journalists don't have to stay so near to the players. And I think it, it will, be, will be really, really, really hard. But maybe the message or the advice will be try to stay healthy, try to, to think about, about others, not only you, not only the organization, not only the athletes. We have to think about the health of every, everybody. And that's end of round two. Ref speaking from the corner of the ring. Mara, I have a question for you because you have said so much during this round. I'm still almost knocked down, even if I'm the ref. <laughs> But you mentioned that you are creating an NGOs and you have been playing with many words. Mercy as well was mentioning your own hashtag, like personal hashtag. So I'm curious, what will be the name of your NGOs if you can reveal it now? Or, or are you expecting uh, our audience to share some ideas with you? I can't, I really can't because we, we like deserve the the name, but it's not, it's not sure, but it's something like women, with, with women, the elements, women and power. I can reveal that now, but will be like really different than the others. Wow. What a teaser. We're going to get <laughs> back to you when it's released. Okay. I will share with you all, of course. <laughs> yeah, we will be following it. Let's move now to round three. Okay, I know we are running out of time, but let's have a lighting round before our final booster sounds. Maida, what's your definition of empowerment? So uh, empowerment for me is knowledge, it's education, it's leadership, uh, it's a lot of elements uh, who make you a better person. And it's rare to, to hear that, but you take the power of someone and give it to other. That's why uh, the power works. And I think the women in the story roles are living uh, a reality 
with less power than the men. So I think it's the, the most important thing at this moment. It's not only for me, it's not only for you. We are working in the same thing, but I think it's the best for the world. That's why that podcast calls, no? Empower women, better world. Uh, merci. I will ask you the same question. What is empowerment for you? Maybe for me, it's to guide everyone to be whatever they want to be. I don't know if teaching is the correct word, but to help them to be the better version they want to be of themselves. Ref speaking here. I could not help but end this friendly fight with a sincere thank you to our audience. And guess what? The winner of today's episode is communities around the globe. We're benefiting from greater equality and inclusivity. Thank you, ladies, for your priceless time and energy. You're the stars here and today, so I leave you with the final words. It was a wonderful to share this episode with you, Mayra. Thank you for stepping into the ring and helping us learn more about your goal to advance gender equality within the Olympic movement in Bolivia. And thanks to our audience for tuning in this week's episode. We hope you learned something new about the empowerment of women and girls through sports in El Salvador and Bolivia. And most important, that you live feeling inspired to make a difference in your own community. Social change is a team sport, and we are counting on you to join us as we are celebrate the global impact of Tired Night. Here are some easy ways to get on the actions. Click the like button and subscribe to our channel and share this podcast with your family, friends, and colleagues. Leave your questions and comments on social media. And remember, you can listen to more episodes of the Strong Women Better World podcast series on your favorite podcasting platform. <laughs>